Welcome to Toy Talk, a production of the American Specialty Toy Retailing Association. I'm Erin Hoffman. And I'm Cora McCarran, and we're the education team delivering content to you. Thanks for joining us today as we discuss the latest trends and updates in our industry. Welcome Toy Talk listeners. Today we are happy to introduce Jennifer Russ of Creative Profit Planning and her client, Lynn Ross of Mother and Earth Baby Boutique in Lansing, Michigan, to discuss some innovative methods that independent retailers have been implementing to maximize their profits during the COVID pandemic. Jennifer and Lynn, thank you both for joining me on Toy Talk today. Thank you for having you. Yes, thank you for having us both. Before we dive into the discussion, um, let's get to know our guests. Jennifer is an affiliate member of Astra, former CPA with her own practice, and she was once a retailer herself. Um, tell us a little bit about your partnership with Lynn. Um, well, Lynn is a client of mine. We've been working together for, oh, I'd say about 18 months. And um, I work with Lynn on most aspects of her business, um, most importantly, the inventory planning piece, um, where we work together, um, where I extract a series of numbers from her point of sale system daily, actually. And um, we um, plan from that. We establish sales goals and open to buys in each classification in her store. We also, um, which allows her to know exactly how much to buy and when to buy it in every classification in her store and how much she needs to sell. And then um, in addition to that, we work on expense structure, um, break even, which I think we're going to talk about a little bit more and cash flow planning. And then um, some assistance with marketing and, and pretty much anything else um, that she needs financially in her business right now with all the um, COVID-19 craziness happening, um, which has, you know, brought on a lot of things, different things for different retailers. Some are closed, Mm -hmm. some are um, closed and still working like Lynn. Um, And, you know, that everything's changed. We're selling different things. Expense structures have changed. So, um, it, marketing techniques have had to change and then maneuvering through all the options for SBA loans. So those are the kinds of things we do together. Great. Um, and, you know, just to give our listeners an idea um, about Lynn as well, um, Lynn is not a member of Astra yet, but she has a um, mother and baby store in Lansing, Michigan called Mother and Earth Baby Boutique. Um, Lynn, can you tell us a little bit about your store and your customers? Hi, yes. I um, started my business about eight years ago, and we are in a historic shopping district in a little downtown area in Lansing, and my customers are um, a lot of local customers mainly. Honestly, this uh, whole pandemic thing has made us... um, more tech savvy as far as reaching out to people on our website before it was very much just a tool to uh, get people in the door. Um, That's not an option right now. So, um, so yes, but we, we like to focus on serving the local community mainly and, um, and they've been very supportive of us as well. 
That's great. Yeah, we're hearing the same thing um, in my local neighborhood, too. Um, just a lot of support. Um, so you kind of started to touch on it, but um, what strategies or, you know, foundations did you already have in place um, before the pandemic that you have found to be really helpful now? Having our website live has been very helpful. Um, we didn't have a lot of pictures on there. Like I said, it was mainly just a tool to get people in the door. So we've worked very hard on loading pictures so that people can at least see what we have and order from the website. And um, so that's been very helpful. Just having that presence on Facebook, I already have, you know, loyal followers, people that uh, look forward to our live videos and um, and constantly seeing my face. <laughs> Lucky them. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, it's already, you know, we already have that community built and uh, and customers that were ready to uh, step up and support us in this crazy time of, you know, all the unknowns. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're going to get a little bit into um, the unknowns and what you can do um, during this time. But um, right now, I'd like to um, revisit uh, something that we did on Academy um, a week or two ago. Um, Jennifer, you joined us on Astra's Conversation Circle to provide some insights on business operations, and you shared some great insights, um, one of which was that retailers should know their break-even point. Can you elaborate on this? Yes, absolutely. So for any business, and when I go into a business to um, evaluate that is the first thing I do. I um, I get um, obtain their financial statements, both balance sheet and income statement, and we I break it down in a way that's not quite traditional profit and loss. Looking not just at um, traditional expenses, but also looking at any kind of what I would call cash expenses, anything that is actually impacting their cash flow. For instance. Um, payments on a loan where the principal wouldn't actually show up on their um, on their profit and loss statement, but it's on when I do a break even analysis, I'm looking at that as impacting cash. So I go through that process so that I can determine on a cash basis exactly what they need to bring in in sales at what margin in order to. Um, support the expense structure that they have in place. And then, of course, we look at tweaking that expense structure, um, you know, where we can cut expenses, where we can increase margin, how we can increase turn, and all of that plays a role in that break-even point. Once we know where that break-even point is, it gives us, we can plan for that. Then we get into the inventory planning where we plan them to be at that break-even point or higher. Now, right now, because everything has changed for so many stores, um, we have, because we've already had that, um, that platform, that foundation with the break-even point and the break-even analysis, it's made it very easy for me to revisit that with each one of my clients to um, change their expense structure where we make assumptions. Perhaps their rent is being deferred. Perhaps their people are not being paid or they're on unemployment so that they're off their payroll. Um, 
we look at everything. Maybe our vendors are giving us extended terms. So how do all those changes impact that break-even point? And what do we need to do in sales now for the next 30 days or 60 days? We've kind of been taking it 30 days at a time um, in order to stay at least cash flow neutral. Now, I have some mm-hmm. clients where we've gone through that, this, like Lynn, where we've gone through this and, you know, made assumptions and said, okay, well, this is this is what we've done and this is where we needed to be. But she's been so successful with connecting with her community who loves her and who look forward to seeing her face every day, as I do, because I usually pop onto those Facebook Lives to see what she's up to, mm-hmm. um, where she's just had a great amount of success and, and almost to the point, you know, where she's met her pre-COVID-19 goals, which has been just tremendous. So it's given her, yeah. you know, it's given her a tremendous amount of flexibility. Things have shifted where she may have had stronger sales in one classification. There may be other things like toys that are really taking over right now. So perhaps, um, you know, the sales are concentrated in specific areas. So we've had to adjust her buying accordingly to keep those sales strong. But because we have the foundation in all of that, the break-even, the inventory plan, it's made it um, easier for for her to be successful because we can make the adjustments very quickly where they need to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, each situation and each uh, retailer is going to have a different situation, right? Um, But, you know, on that note of yeah, of, of of creating a like a replan or building off of the foundation that you already had. Um, can you just give us an overview and an update on some of the most successful ideas your clients have implemented um, to support their profits? Um, you know, from a financial standpoint, it's really just been um, plan, re, you know planning and replanning, cutting their expenses where they can making good decisions about payroll and, you know, who, who they have to keep, who they need, and who can be supported by unemployment, which has been a – it's been a bonus for a lot of people with a change in unemployment. So that's given the retailers some relief right now. Um, reducing their expenses, communicating with their, their vendors, that's a big one, um, communicating mm-hmm. with their landlords and, um, you know, being able to reduce some of those expenses. Um, I'm going to let Lynn talk about the actual social selling ideas that she's been successful with because she's really done a fabulous job with, um, you know, with just with a with being able to use social media to keep her sales strong and coming up with new and creative ideas on a daily basis. So I'm going to let her talk about those sure. those things. Yeah, sure. On that note, Lynn, um, can you just speak on um, some of the ideas that were shared and how they've been supporting your business? Um, You know, social media was mentioned, but if you have others, you know, I'd love to hear. Sure. Um, I mean, as soon as this happened, we I'm in other retailer groups and people were brainstorming. What do people need right now? Like, what are people going to need at home? How can we support our community? What items can we bring in? Obviously, shopping from a small local business is so much safer for our local families than it is running to, you know, a big box store or a grocery store that's full of people. And so that's kind of the aspect that we focused on, like, how can we support our community? And um, 
you know, by people coming and doing curbside pickup for me, they're not exposing themselves to all kinds of, you know, potential germs in the air and all of that good stuff. So, um, so we just focused on what products can we bring in. So we thought, you know, kids are going to need activities. Parents are going to need some educational supplements uh, for keeping, you know, the kids fresh while they're out of school and um, keeping their, their brains learning and lots of um, outside play. Now that the weather is getting a little bit nicer here in Michigan anyways. And um, and so that's what we did. We just pivoted and um we didn't, you know, throw the plan out the window, but we certainly, you know, refocused our dollars into how we can support the community and what they might need right now. So uh, we brought in lots of those toys and um, even puzzles for adults, not something we would normally carry, but that's what we started seeing online is that our community was bringing out all of the stuff that they use when they're stuck inside in the wintertime here, uh, you know, how can they occupy themselves? And um, so, yes, lots of new products, but we've just pivoted to to support the community. Yeah, and another way that um, I'm sure uh, you're supporting the community is by, you know, thinking about what they might need in terms of classes and, you know, how to teach the parents that are at home, stuck at home. Um, so could you just tell us a little bit about your virtual classes that you offer and the topics you're focusing on um, for the customers tuning in right now? Definitely. So I um, we do a lot of um, virtual, like, Facebook Lives about our products to educate people on them. So we pride ourselves on, on product education, and obviously we can't do that when our, you know, customers aren't coming through the door. So we're using that platform to educate people on the products that we have and the benefits of them. And then we also are continuing our education in, like, car seat safety. So we're certified car seat techs here. And so I've done some live classes on how to check your car seat. Obviously, it's not a replacement for having a professional check done. However, it's safer than not having those, you know, those components to uh, take and try try out for yourself. And then I've also been doing introduction to cloth diapering. Obviously, it was very scary at the beginning there when all the toilet paper was gone and, you know, people are buying up diapers and wipes and maybe that's still an issue in some places. So we took to our community and said, hey, if this is your reality, this is what you can do. Here's what you have in your house that you can use to uh, make cloth wipes or for, you know, family cloth, anything like that. So we just have all of this knowledge that we just wanted to share with the community, even if it's not something that they're buying from us, but it's something that we can share to bring them a little peace during this time. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, when the craziness is all over, they're going to remember that you helped and that you shared that knowledge with them. Um, so, you know, it's just it's also about loyalty, and uh, that's what you're going to gain from that. Um, but, you know, that's something that you guys are sharing for your community, but how about the reverse? Um, what are you guys, you know, seeing in positive observations um, made from your local community? We, um, oh, I forgot to also mention, with Easter coming up, I realized I had all these baskets here from doing gift baskets over the years, and I have the green grass, because green's kind of our store color, and so um, I offered to make up people's Easter baskets for them so that they don't have to run to the store and do that stuff. Um, so that has been 
very successful for us, and the community has been so grateful uh, sharing pictures and just telling us how thankful they are that we are here and that they have the opportunity to support us during this time. Um, it's It has been incredible. I've been brought to tears a number of times by the nice things that people have said about us and how supportive they've been. Um, it's, it's um, I don't know, it's just so much bigger than, you know, just being a retail store and selling. It's, it's just amazing the community that that we have and that we're um we have the privilege of supporting. Yeah. Right. And you know, the only reason why I bring it up is because it's just so important to keep tabs on the positive things that are happening in the world and in your local community. So, uh thanks for sharing. Um how about you Jennifer? What are you seeing? You know, I'm seeing also just an amazing movement towards supporting your local local community. The stores, the restaurants, um, I just, in my local community, um, there was a movement amongst a group of employers who gave all their employees a stipend, an allowance to use to um, for takeout in local restaurants to help support those local restaurants. And last count, I saw that they had contributed over $80,000 to local restaurants. And that was really in like the first week or two um, of this program. So, I mean, it's just so amazingly heartwarming. I see um, people moving away from their blue aprons and, you know, the, the boxed food services and moving to local restaurants who are kind of moving into that same arena and putting um, packaged dinners together where people can buy them at the beginning, of, you know, bring pick them up at the beginning of the week and then cook them throughout the week. Um, I see a lot of um, restaurants doing like family, you know, here's your family dinner for tonight. You know, people are, they're moving into different things and they're selling out, you know, they're selling out, which is amazing that the community Mm -hmm. is just supporting them. My local stores, my clients, most of them are seeing an amazing outpouring of support from their local communities. And I just find it very, very heartwarming Um, And personally, I've, um, you know, I see a lot of people like me in in my community and my, my community being like my, my social media groups, um, just offering our services up to um, help direct our retailers or retailers who, you know, may not have someone one-on-one to direct them, just trying to give them some input, some ideas, bringing in um, experts that can help them through social media selling, through all this SBA, um, navigating all the um, options for SBA loans right now has been a, a big one. So I just, I really see an outpouring of community in almost every way, which I find heart, really heartwarming. Yeah, it, it is nice to feel that, you know, um, no one's alone in this and we're all going through it together. So um, if we could just help each other out, we're all going to come out of it stronger um, in one way or another. Um, but many thanks to both of you, Jennifer and Lynn, for sharing your time and insights today. Um, it was truly a pleasure. Um, if you want to learn more on Astra, thanks, guys. If you want to learn more about Astra thanks. on COVID-19, we encourage you to take a look at Astra's Coronavirus Resource Center at astrotoy.org under About Astra, 
and check out our recent webinars and toy talk episodes on Astra Academy. Astra is proud to represent the specialty toy industry, and we thank you for tuning in with us today. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. See you next time on Toy Talk. Thank you.